This episode of Cognitive Dissonance is brought to you by our patrons. You fucking rock. Hey, Cecil and Tom. Greg here from Australia. How you going? Love the show. Um, couldn't help but notice um, a reference to a Chicago punk band in the latest episode. I think uh, Cecil let slip, uh, there's a fungus among us. So uh, was that about uh, Screeching Weasel? Or perhaps not. But anyway, keep up the, uh, the good work. Glory hole, mother flippers. Hey guys, this is Todd down in Austin, Texas. I was cracking up when you guys were talking about bathroom behavior. A buddy of mine used to have a guy that he worked with that would freak everybody out because he would be in the stall taking a dump and then someone would walk in and he would say, Hey John, what's going on? Or, Hey Brad, what's happening? And no one could figure out how the hell he was doing it because you couldn't see out of the stall. So eventually someone got pissed and reported him to HR. And when the woman interviewed him to ask him what was going on, the reason he knew who everybody was is because he had memorized their shoes. Okay, that's some fucked up shit. Anyway, glory hell dudes. Thanks for all you do. advise that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. Recording from Glory Hole Studios in Chicago, this is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical, it's political, and there is no welcome mat. This is episode 261 of Cognitive Dissonance. What a weekend, huh? Yeah, right? Jesus, Ronda Rousey. I can't believe she lost that. (laughs) Fuck. That was the big news that came out this week. (laughs) Holy shit. (laughs) She did, though. She got knocked the fuck out. She got knocked the fuck out, yo. Brutal. That is not. Speaking of brutal. Oh, God. What a segue. Oh. What a segue. Hmm. So obviously we have to talk about Paris. Yeah, um, we we have to talk about Paris uh, for so many reasons. I think, um, it, you know, I don't even know where to start with this with this story. Obviously, everybody knows about the terrorist attack that um, took place in Paris over the weekend. Um, I think it's a uh, hundred and twenty or hundred and twenty three. Yeah, I'm not sure what the exact death toll says. Is. Well, in the article, it says one hundred and twenty nine. So. Okay. Now I've been, I've been that that number seems to be a bit of a moving target. Yep, yep. Um, and that's and that's to be expected, I think, uh, with these sorts of things. That the, the numbers are often uh, moving targets. But you know, I, I'm going to ask you. I'm going to ask you a question. When it happened, when, where, where you were? Now you were you were fencing all weekend. Correct? Yeah, I was busy all weekend. So yeah. when it happened. Um, I had just gotten through a, a, a batch of traffic. I wasn't listening to the radio. 
Um, I saw my phone go off and it gave, it gave me a BBC alert of like something really bad happened in Paris, but it really was kind of vague and I was driving. So I didn't really, I just kind of half glanced at it when my phone went off and then just, I was listening to, uh, the Martian book. So I was busy. And then when I got there, a bunch of people came up to me and immediately asked me if I knew what was going on. Oh, really? Yeah. So everybody, everybody had been watching the news and everybody had already known. So, yeah. So when you found out about the attack and did you think for a moment that it wouldn't have been ISIS or Al-Qaeda? Oh, God, or Al-Qaeda, no. I immediately. Right? I, yeah, immediately. And they were, you know, they were still speculating when I found out about it. Right. But it, I would have been shocked if it wasn't. And I know that, like, there, you know, I, I want to talk about that because I want to talk about, about Islamophobia and prejudice a little bit. And, um, you know, my initial reaction, if I'm being very honest, I did not have a, a, a perfectly open mind. I did not think... Um, man, we have to wait for all the facts are in before we can assume who did it. Like I, th- I thought my immediate thought was, well, we're certainly going to find out it's it's an Islamic terrorist group, right? I mean, no part of me for even a moment didn't think that it was going to be an Islamic terrorist. And I remember thinking like, well, I should, you know, I mean, I should hold an open mind. And I thought, well, I, I should. But if I'm being honest with myself, which I need to try to do. I think it's probably Islamic terrorists, and then of course it turns out to be Islamic terrorists. I guess I wonder what the what the big deal of thinking it would be anyway, because I'm not acting on that. It's not like I immediately like went out and punched a Muslim. <laughs> right? You know what I mean? It's like okay, it's an Islamic terrorist. So I thought it, even if it wasn't. It's not like I'm like fucking dude. <laughs> if I was going to do something rash, right? Then maybe right. you could regret it. But if I'm just a normal person who's just going to be like, well. Uh, I'll watch it as it develops, but I think it's the Muslims, right? Okay, right, and not just the and not and I think I think yeah I think the too, radicals like, the radicals is what right. I should say yeah. yeah yeah but but I think that's an important distinction. It's a distinction that keeps getting lost in these conversations because then you know anytime something like this happens, you have you have this sort of vigorous back and forth where you get the no true Scotsmans right that yeah. are like oh well they're not they're not really Muslims they're just really. You know they're they're disaffected, angry, bitter youth, um, and and when we find out more about them, you know we find out that they're these you know disaffected, angry, bitter shithead youth, right? Okay, well, phenomenal, um, but they're also uh, Muslim, like they're they're also Islamic radicals, um, and I think that it's entirely reasonable to look at a group of people. And to say, look, it's not all of this group of people, but this self-identified segment within this larger group is dangerous. And how do I know that they're dangerous? Well, they're the group that calls themselves ISIS. They're the group that says, with their hand happily in the air, yeah, that was us. Yeah. That was us. We did that. And we're the Islamic State. And we're a caliphate. You know, right. all of these things have to add up in there. And then when you say they're Muslim extremists, well, what are they extreme about? Right. Yeah. They're they're not extreme about their fucking love of water balloons. Yeah. Right. You know, <laughs> it's not like it's like what? <laughs> and, then, and then people, you know, you hear this, Cecil, and I and I and 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 the sort of the like the 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 left leaning part of me wants to be sympathetic to this, but it's not honest. Like, you know, the, the, you hear this and there is this. um 
there is this push where it's like, well, it, you know, it's not all Muslims. Yeah, and nobody's fucking saying it's yeah, all Muslims. Nobody's saying that anyway. So. If it's if if somebody is fucking saying it's all Muslims, that person is a fucking degenerate. But it's clearly some Muslims. And you can't say that that Islam has nothing to do with it. You know, you, the, one of the arguments that I, I keep saying is like, oh, well, you know, it's, it, they, they target these disaffected, angry, bitter youth, and then they radicalize them. And then and they don't finish that sentence. Right. They radicalize them into extreme Islam. Right. They don't radicalize them again. They're not radicalizing them to be fucking you know, really into the Ford Mustang. <laughs> right? They don't radicalize them into physicists. Right. Yeah. They're not, they're not like, oh, I'm, I'm, I've become an extreme. They always become an extreme religious ideology. Exactly. It, that, that's the thing. It's like, well, they're, well, they're the extremists. The extreme what? Oh, well, extremism. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, why, why are we so shy? About uh, be, be, do we really think that that human beings are unable to make uh, to look at a group of people and say, you know, because I, I can I'm I'm happy to do that with atheists. Like, let's do this about atheists. And I don't I don't think that there's been any atheist uh, terrorists lately, but I'll talk about asshole atheists. Right. So there are there are atheists that are assholes there. Are, I have no problem saying that that doesn't. I don't feel like I'm speaking for all atheists if I point out that an atheist or even a group of atheists standing over there are assholes, especially if they call themselves the asshole atheists, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> like, if the name of their and then they have signs and banners that say we are the asshole atheists and we are going to engage in abject assholery for the purpose of our asshole atheism. I would have no problem being like, those dudes are assholes, man. Like, they're shitty people. It doesn't mean that all the rest of the people. It's a subset. Like, are we really that afraid to carve the pie? Like, I think, I think what, what people are upset about is, is that when you say that, you are automatically impugning the religion and saying that the religion is a bad thing. And when you come right down to it, when people are saying, you know, they're, they're killing, they are killing people that are the non-believers and i know that there's a group of people who are saying oh they would never kill innocents well i saw a post from an ex-muslim recently that was saying well here's who innocents are and there it's a very small group of people right in the, in the muslim tradition very small group of people there's not a lot of innocent people if you're fucking not a believer if you're a fucking apostate you know those two those two huge large groups guess what you're not a fucking innocent so you know, I, I, the problem is, is that there, there is the, like we said, the religion is, is part of it. That's part of the motivator that's making them do these horrible things. You know, I'm not going to say that politics don't, doesn't, uh, isn't a factor. I mean, that's ridiculous to say that. Why would I say that? Of course, politics is a factor. Of course, you know, occupation of countries, uh, toppling of leaders, et cetera, et cetera, is all part of the picture. And it'd be fucking stupid to say otherwise. I mean, right. how fucking dumb would you have to be to say otherwise? But, you know, to say that politics is the only thing is just as silly. I mean, these people are they're being radicalized into a religion They're You know, they're not strapping bombs on their self for political ideology. They're strapping bombs on their cells because they think they're going to live forever. You know, I listened to this after our after our conversation. We had a conversation recently about, you know, kind of throwing the baby out with the bathwater in terms of 
uh, people that we li- that we listen to or that are that are um, and how we pay attention to people. And I thought you had made some good points. And so I actually sought out um, some C.J. C. Werleman because that's a guy who I've thrown out with the bathwater by and large. I'll admit that. Um, and so I thought, well, you know, Cecil, you had some good points. I'm going to I'm going to go through. I'm going to listen to some deb- some debates because um, I do enjoy debate as a format. And C.J. Werleman was on a couple of debate shows and. Um, and so I, I listened to a few of his debates and, and one of the things that he said was like, look, if you, if you know, if you, if you really study Islam and you really understand it and you really, um, you know, understand it from a historical perspective, you know, many of these, uh, ideologies that the radical, uh, that the folks that use the Quran to radicalize embittered youth, um, employ these things they don't actually have the historicity necessary to to be useful um, as a radicalizing tool and 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 I thought well yeah but they're still using it as the tool like maybe the his I don't know the history of the Quran and maybe that's maybe that's accurate maybe it's all a misreading but if I'm yeah. still reading the fucking thing and what I walk away with is maybe I should go kill an apostate and then I go kill an apostate you can't tell me that that book had no influence on that. You know, maybe I read the book wrong, but I still read that fucking book. I wouldn't write. It's not like I read a fucking choose your own adventure novel and was like, well, fucking time to choose my own adventure and went out <laughs> and shot a bunch of folks. Right, right. You know, it, it wouldn't, it, you know, it comes back to the point we've made before. Like, if, if, if it is harmless, then you couldn't use it to do harm. But clearly, something about about this is not harmless, and so and so people can use it to drive harm. And the other thing too is like it's not just one nation over there; it's not just one nation that is a Sharia law nation that has horrible policies based on that book, right? right. It's not just one nation; it's all the. If it was just one anomaly, then yeah, you could fucking wipe it away and be like, oh, you know, maybe that's just weird. But it's a lot of the nations where they're fucking chucking gays off buildings and fucking finger chopper off machines and fucking (laughs) women get raped and then they're accused of being fucking adulterers man it's not just one place right it's all bad ideas from the same goddamn book just look at the fucking common theme for christ's sakes let's talk about this story from the daily beast and uh, this is uh, isis targeted muslims in paris now i want to caveat this with i don't really know how how they know this already you know or how true this is um, but uh, among the 129 people that were dead um, were a number of people who were from Muslim families. Um, and the Islamic State has said um, they've gone out of their way to say that um, some of the most important targets of ISIS would be apostates, um, meaning people that abandoned Islam and embraced Western life and culture. Um, and so this this article seeks to sort of draw a parallel there and say that some of the folks that were specifically targeted by ISIS um, in the attacks on Paris were targeted because they were apostates, because they were uh, Muslims who had adopted Western culture and Western ideologies. And I thought uh, the fact that you can even have this conversation in these religiously uh, charged terms tells me so much about some of the motivations of the individuals carrying out the attacks. Now, maybe the attacks are being ordered and orchestrated by people much higher up who are who are doing this for money and for power and for, you know, whatever other 
nefarious purposes. But nonetheless, the tool that they are using to motivate the boots on the ground, they use this religious language for a very good reason, because it works, because it gets people fired up. I had a bunch of interesting conversations this weekend about um, about guns, right? Because now these guys had guns, they came in with guns. And then they shot a bunch of people up. And, you know, of course, the the right in this country, the people who are on the right in this country always want to say, well, if the people were armed over there, there wouldn't have been an issue. And uh, and that may be true, maybe, maybe, maybe true, depending on the place. I know that there's been places where people have had guns and they haven't decided not to shoot. I was actually hanging out with a cop this weekend. Uh, he's Canadian, so he's not a real cop. Right. But, yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. Now, was he on the horse when you talked to him? Or? No, no. They ride moose up there. <laughs> um, don't be ridiculous. They just shoot beavers out <laughs> of their guns. Don't be ridiculous, Tom. <laughs> they don't have guns either. They have they have fire hoses filled with maple syrup. <laughs> just they delicious. Just, they just gop up on the robbers and they have to slow down. Uh, slow. Robbers. It's actually you steal in Canada? Maple syrup. So <laughs> it's really interesting. But they're just giving it to me after they shoot. I don't understand. I was stealing it and now they're shooting at me. Um, they apologized. They're real sorry or? about it. Sorry, Very polite. Um, but anyway, <laughs> sorry about uh, it. <laughs> it was a really interesting conversation. There were two major things. One of them, he's a guy who trains police officers, so he's a cop that trains police officers. One of the things he told me was, all the videos we watch are from the United States, and they're all about things you shouldn't do. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yes. It's awesome. We're terrible. Uh, and, you know, he was telling me, you know, because like in the United States, if if you go someplace, it's all about saving what he thinks is saving time. Right. It's laziness. Uh, if he goes into a room and he and he thinks he can have somebody talk somebody into into stopping being violent, he'll he'll take the time to do it. Whereas here, they'll just be like. I'll take the time to unbuckle my taser <laughs> and I'll shoot you ass. So it's a really interesting thing that he talks about. But uh, we we're talking about uh, we're talking about guns specifically. And he was saying that if he breaks into a scene and there's a scene, he's called to the scene of a mass shooting. He said he would not take the time to decide whether or not you're a good guy with a gun or a bad guy with a gun. If he were there, he would just shoot you. He would just well, pull a, up that, and yeah. just shoot you. And this is from a Canadian who would take the time most of the time, <laughs> specifically in that in that situation when there's masses of people that are in danger, he would just shoot you. And so um, I understand that there's probably not going to be some sort of Mexican standoff at any of these shoots, shootings. You know what I mean? Like where because these guys are just willing to die. Right. These guys were wearing suicide vests, so they were ready to die. Right. So they came in with guns ready to go. So. There's not going to be sort of this Mexican standoff, but if if you come rolling up as a cop and you see a guy sort of hiding, looking like he's going to lean out to shoot, you may get sh- that person may get shot just because you know. Would you call your attention to a guy who possibly has an explosive on him that could blow himself up? Who's you know what I mean? Like sure, there's right. a there's That's a lot a of danger there for the for the for the civilian in that situation. Abortions for all. Very well. No abortions for anyone. Hmm. Abortions for some. Miniature American flags for others. This story comes from alternate.org. Ohio woman forced to drive 300 miles for abortion or have a stillborn baby. 
Well, I would have to say, uh, Outlook, not so good. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's, pretty, that's pretty rough. Like, those, are, those choices are not very good. They say that uh, in this article specifically, they say that the woman is in Ohio. She's forced to have a stillborn baby. Which is only the second worst news right. that she received right. that day. The first worst, of course, being that she was in Ohio. Yeah, well, I, right. I mean, if she traveled, the thing I wonder, though, is if she traveled from Ohio through Indiana to Illinois, would the baby be normal then? <laughs> and she goes backwards. <laughs> <laughs> she, like, you know, shows up and she's like, thank God, I'm fine. I was just in Ohio. <laughs> It's actually it's actually considered child abuse to drive in a car through Indiana with a child in the yeah, car. Yeah, right. I, the it's, amount of meth that they secondhand sure. consume. <laughs> secondhand meth. <laughs> That's terrible. Uh, oh, my God. So, yeah, she was in Cincinnati, right? And she finds out that her kid has a uh, a fatal spinal abnormality at 22 weeks. And they were looking to find out the gender. And the hospital's like, yeah, I'm fucking totes a sad story. <laughs> See you in 18 weeks. Right, right. Which is just so horrible. Like, see you in 18 weeks so you can gestate and then deliver a stillborn child. I, I don't even know how, as a, as a person with a conscience, I don't even know how you walk back into a room and say that shit out loud. Like, well, sorry, you're think, just going to have to do this for another four months before you yeah. give birth to a stillborn child. Yeah, I, 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 there's, a, there's a part of this article that is great, and it's a quote from a woman. Um, her name is Molly Evans, and it's a long quote. I don't want to read it, but I'll paraphrase. And the paraphrase is basically, nobody ever just walks past at seven months a abortion. It says, oh, yeah, I fucking forgot. I need to get an abortion. <laughs> no, right. Nobody does that, right? All right. late-term abortions, I'm going to read, I'm going to quote, I'm going to read part of her quote. All of these late-term abortions, because either the mother is going to die, or the child is going to die, or they're both going to die. They're incredibly rare. So, basically, these these things are just, they're, they're horrifyingly rare. It's not like somebody's right. shaking a magic eight ball and being like, oh, let me see. As I see it, yes, fuck, I got to get an abortion. Yeah, right. It, yeah. It's it's not like she makes a good point. It's not like milk eggs abortion. You know, it's yeah. not on your list. Exactly. Of like of like shit to do. Oh man. I totally forgot about that. For seven consecutive months. It's not like it's not like you're putting it off like finals week. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like a paper you had to write. Yeah. You're just like, oh man, I keep forgetting to pay my car insurance. That sucks. Yeah. Man, they're going to cancel me if I don't write that check. Oh, and I got to have an abortion. Oh, totally okay. have to have an abortion. Oh, yeah. hang on. I can. I, he's crowning. I have to. It's such, to. It's such bullshit because nobody is going to get to that point. They're all going to They're all gonna want it out before then because of just because of the dangers to the mother, right? right. Yeah. You know, just because of those things, the mother's going to say, no, I want it out sooner. But instead, it's this idea that is like the maniacal women who are just cackling, waiting to fucking, you know, get vacuumed out by a Dyson. Right, yeah. As if as if uh, these callous, heartless people that are just like, I love having 
a riskier procedure than necessary, you know, later than that. I mean, it's just fucking it's it's a myth, man. It's nonsense. It's it's either that, Tom, it's either that or it's they're so stupid. You know, it's either you're depicting women as as malicious or stupid. Those are the two sure, options, right, right? Right. Yeah. And what's the alternative? Like the alternative is people have to cross two fucking state boundaries and then have an expensive operation when they get here. Right. And then think about the traumatic experience that is. Like for the for the couple that that receives this horrifying news, like you know, twenty two weeks, you're like you're. I mean, fucking, you're getting excited about things. You know, you're you're thinking about like, am I painting the room blue or? Yeah, I mean, like yep. you're getting excited about this shit. And when they get here, they can't even go on the rides in Great America. She's pregnant. Well, you can't on the way out. On the way out, you can. <laughs> the way out. We're gonna salvage some of this trip, damn it! <laughs> it's not for nothing. Oh god. <laughs> That's actually, it's abortion by wizard. Oh, Jesus Christ. It just it's falls just, out on the American Eagle. Just, That's why the seats are benches on that thing. So you could just abort mid-drop. That's demonic, everybody. It is absolutely demonic. So this story uh, probably makes me more upset than any other story we cover this week. It's from the Raw story. And I just hope Katy Perry's okay. Unhinged Christian activist harasses Katy Perry's dad. Your kids' videos are sending my son to hell. I just want to send out a message to Katy. I know you're a big fan. Katy, if you are going through any hard times, feel free to call me anytime. Yeah, I, you know, you can send you can send pics if you want. <laughs> fine. We'll Snapchat later. Whatever's good. Totally fine. It's fine. Just, you know, I... I, I you tell me where to meet, and I will be there. I can be, I can have a plane ticket, and I am willing to do this. I can have a ticket to meet you virtually anywhere in the country at uh, the drop of a hat. You can cry on my blubberous shoulder, whatever I, you need. While I sign my divorce papers. <laughs> I think I think if, if I was like, yeah, uh, Katy Perry, Colleen would be like, yeah, all right, go. <laughs> fine. Fine. Whatever. Yeah. yeah That's you're, fine. You, she'd be like, you're lying, whatever. <laughs> I didn't, <laughs> I didn't really believe. like you I anyway. Could, so. I could come back and be like, yeah, I cheated on you with Katy Perry. She's like, mm, whatever. I'd be like, Katy Perry is here with me right now. She'd be like, mm, I still don't believe you. <laughs> Katy Perry is actively sucking on my penis while we're having this conversation. <laughs> Katy Perry going, you have You have really weird fantasies, Tom. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> having a conversation about trying to convince your wife that Katy Perry is blowing you while she's blowing you. Don't That's... stop me. All right? <laughs> don't stop me. I'm in the middle of something. <laughs> I just needed another minute. <laughs> this is the Monster Energy Drink Lady. Is it really? So, yeah, this is the same lady. It oh, says at the bottom. Chick. It says she gained attention last year for a video in which she claims energy drinks are part of a satanic plot to corrupt oh, Christians. Oh, that was her, right? So this lady is crazy. She's so crazy, man. Yeah. And she's like, she's screaming at the dad of Katy Perry, like, "Your daughter makes videos that are sending my son to hell." And it's like, no, they're sending your son to his bedroom. <laughs> And now the socks in your house are dirty. <laughs> like, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> He's sending the socks to the washer. <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, like, I know you're out of tissues and fucking Luberderm, but I'm not sure what else to tell you. No kidding, right? 
He's gone through all the lotion of the house. He he won't put it in the basket. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's so awesome. I I love I love when people like blame the I like not only is it like my son's fucked up. It's your fault. Like actually, isn't it? Uh, your son's fault, and then maybe if it's if we're gonna extend it out, like as the parent, maybe you have some responsibility. But like, this dude's the parent of a different kid. <laughs> like he's yeah. got nothing to do with your fucked up kid. Sorry, it, your kid's fucked up. It's funny because he even says he's like, before you point your finger at me, why don't you point your finger at you? Contrary to popular opinion, God is not against sex. It was his idea in the first place. This story comes from the Independent. Uh, Vati leaks scandal. That sounds like a that, that that sounds like a like a feminine hygiene product. I thought it was the name of the brothel. <laughs> I didn't know. Vati leaks. Ew. That's like <laughs> yeah. the least sexy thing. Like, I mean, I'd still fuck there, but still, like, yeah. it's uh, it's still it's a not, little. It does. It does. It sounds like it sounds like depends for priests. Right. <laughs> leaks. Has this ever happened to you? Home and a dominant. Oh shit! What the home and a dominant? <laughs> <laughs> not again, man. Where's my leaks? <laughs> leaks scandal. Vatican properties used as brothels and massage parlors where priests pay for sex, claims report. The priests pay for sex? Yeah. But don't you own the place? Wouldn't yeah, that be I, like... I, I was wondering like about fucking, that. I know. It's like, it's like they're used as... You fucking own the place. It's like fucking Tony Soprano paying for a lap dance in his own strip club. <laughs> <laughs> Are you fucking kidding? You own the place. Right? You shake those bitches down. <laughs> you turn them out. That's your job. Get your pimp hand on, priest. The fuck? Fucking soft ass priests. Well, it makes you wonder, like, who's running this joint? God, who's turning them out at a young age? You're right. It's the like runaways it's like, and things. The, is Jeez. it for visiting priests? Is this it, what kind of shithole are you running here? <laughs> Where's my money? <laughs> I don't even know. You guys don't even know how to run a proper prostitution ring. <laughs> the fuck's wrong with you? God. Well, you can't blame them. I mean, they're just used to raping little boys. So I like, will this say is... the, 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 there is some similarities between priests and pimps. The garish clothes and the goofy hats. I think those <laughs> definitely the goofy hats, though. Yeah, the... Uh... And, the, and you know, I mean, you, you often see the, you know, the the pimp with the walking stick and the yeah, pope with the fucking. Yeah, that's right. He's got the, that scepter fucking thing. Yep, yep. He's he's been he's fucking OG man. Yeah, and they're that's always it. asking you where your money is. <laughs> so <laughs> lots in common. <laughs> fucking ridiculous. So, you know, you would think they'd vet the people who would fucking like I don't know stay there a little better. Yeah, I I don't really understand how this works. So like. I'm opening up a, a fucking shaky massage parlor or whatever in the Vatican. And I'm like, yeah, I'm uh, going to operate a perfectly legal shady massage parlor. I mean, like, wouldn't they be like, what's the Vatican? We just don't need any massage parlors, actually. <laughs> like, we're just, we're just going to go ahead and, I mean, are the zoning laws in the Vatican so lax that that this gets by this is uh, so so what this immediately means is like somebody in the Vatican is driving, right? Someone in the Vatican is like, yeah, nice uh, Sistine Chapel, 
but I can't get a happy ending anywhere around here. So I'm going to definitely need a shady massage parlor. And it is. It, it, I guess that is another thing that, that Catholics do. They both promise a happy ending. So that, oh, nice. that I think I think fits as well. I mean, all the similarities are there. They're right there. Maybe God is an Asian masseuse. With tiny hands. With tiny, soft Tiny, soft, yet powerful (laughs) hands. Want to contact the guys? Go to DissonancePod.com to get links to their Google+, Facebook, and Twitter accounts. If you want to contact them directly, send an email to dissonance.podcast at gmail.com. Or you can call and leave a message at 740-74-DOUBT. That's 740-743-6828. Do you want to support the show? Go to patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash dissonance pod. Or click the link on the podcast homepage and you can donate to the production of Cognitive Dissonance on a per episode basis. If you can't spare any money... Take a second to give us a five-star review on iTunes or Stitcher, or spread the word about the show. We want to send a big, heartfelt glory hole to all the patrons and people who rate us. You fucking rock. So this story comes from Slate.com. Facilitated communication is a cult that won't die. The discredited technique for communicating with profoundly disabled people is being pushed in public schools. I, you know, what if you're not familiar with uh, uh, facilitated communication, it's basically this nonsensical made-up bullshit where you take a, a person who is unable to communicate because they are disabled in some way that enables you. Know, they can't read. They can't write. They're blind. They're, you know, autistic and unable to, to communicate. And then you, you, know, you, like, hold their hand or you hold your hand to their hand and you have fucking magic or something. And then the fucking energy flows into your fucking hand and you write. And you're basic, it, it, you basically it, it, turn them into a human planchette. Right. Right. It's, it's like, it's like they're the Morse code and you're just the Morse code operator. They're like, take it, tick, 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 tick. You're just writing it down. It, it is the goofiest shit. This facilitated communication. I thought this was some fucking 1800s shit. I know it's like phrenology, like they're gonna touch the top of your head and tell you fucking like how crazy you are. Uh, it's it's like it's like predicting shit by looking at the entrails of a frog. You know, like the idea that this would enter a public school would be like, well, I got this boy over here. He doesn't speak. And well, they've been doing this with uh, with people in vegetative states for a long time. Fucking think about that for a second. Think about how predatory that shit is. Like you got some dude. Like, somebody is, they're fucking brain dead. That's what a vegetative state is. Like, they're just fucking, there's nothing there. If they were able to communicate, they would communicate, because there's nothing there. They're vegetative. They're fucking, they're, they're, their brain is fucking flat. Well, Randy is, Randy has done many things where he's, like, blindfolded the person who's working with them and done, done shit like this. And it, they, it, every time that they do any kind of, study where they they hinder the person in some way who's doing the the uh the manipulation that's never come up it's never been true well and like and 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 you look at this and and these people are so obviously predatory the stories are so fucking weird like there's a story in here like in 2011 dj published an essay in disability studies quarterly the role of communication and thought and around the same time this dude 
was having sex with this profoundly disabled person. Wah! Nothing turns like, me on like <laughs> sex with a disabled person. <laughs> this story comes from the raw story. Uh, ben Carson. Ben Carson's so great. I love this guy. I love this shit too. This is great. Uh, the, have you, the, the memes about Ben Carson are my favorite. This guy has just lost all credibility. Although, isn't he like surging past Trump at this point? Um, ben Carson mocks allies and defends anti-science views at religious college, quoting, There is no Canadian dream. It's awesome because he says, Have you ever noticed there's an American way? There's an American dream. <laughs> There's no French dream. There's no Canadian dream. This is the most exceptional nation in the history of the world. <laughs> All these people in like other countries are like, no, man. I mean, there's like plenty of people here with there's dreams. Pl- there's plenty of people have dreams. Like we all want like we all, like what is the like? It's so funny that the idea that the American dream is something to be. Uh, admired and held in sort of like this greatest thing. What is the American dream? The American dream is like, I would like my kids to have a better life than I have, and I'd oh, like whoa, to have... Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, no, no. American whoa. dream is banging two chicks at once. Oh, uh, fuck me, right? <laughs> I forgot. Fucking American. Where the fuck have you been, dude? Well, here's the problem, though. That's a really short dream. <laughs> <laughs> For them. <laughs> and like, you're like... Uh, you both said yes. Yeah, I'm pretty much finished, actually. So, <laughs> all right. You know, we don't have to do any of the formalities. I'm Next already done. Dream. So, yeah. <laughs> That's Shit. awesome. Yeah. No, it's like you're right. It's like it's like 2.5 kids, white picket fence, living. And a nobody house. else wants that. A chicken in any pot, every right. pot or whatever. <laughs> Give me a break. It's like I would like a comfortable life. Yeah. Nobody else thinks of that right, anywhere people. else. That's why we're so exceptional. We thought of it first and only. <laughs> we thought of like, we're like, like before that, people were like, I don't know any difference between comfort and discomfort. <laughs> They're just like, I hope I have a life full of hardship. <laughs> hey, uh, let's go to the misery store, kids. <laughs> oh, man, we had misery yesterday. Okay, <laughs> kids, who wants polio? <laughs> We don't fucking know any better. We're Canadian. I don't know. <laughs> what a fucking asshole. That guy's awesome. I kind of hope he becomes our president oh just for how insensitive he is. It. It's amazing. It would be ama- it would be an amazing four years. Dude, the- I mean, after that, the entire world would be dead. A dead husk <laughs> We'd of a cinder. Jim Baker food. It would be a, a cinder of a planet. But at those four years, man, we would ride it out in style, I'll tell you. Can you imagine how angry the racists are, though? Like, the racists are like, are you fucking kidding me? We got a black Democrat and the contender is a black Republican. What is a racist to do these days? (laughs) Have you always wanted to win the lottery? Do you suffer from chronic poverty syndrome? Do you have real problems? that are too much work to actually work on. Would you rather pretend to help than actually help? Prayer might be right for you. <laughs> Pat Robertson. <laughs> I love Pat Robertson. This story's from Right Wing Watch. Um, Pat Robertson has some ideas. <laughs> just, I, how do you paraphrase Pat Robertson? Let's just play Pat Robertson. Sure, sounds good. This is Pat Robertson from the 700 Club. 
This is a viewer who says, I've been praying for a friend's wife that had cancer. She passed away. <laughs> that sucks. That sucks. So fucking bad. Should have prayed harder. I mean, Bitch. I prayed. It didn't do fuck all, Pat. <laughs> So what the fuck? <laughs> Someone else is trying CPR. I just sat there and prayed. <laughs> Why are my prayers not being heard? Am I not worthy? Am I doing something wrong? Should I keep praying if I'm not being heard? Well, you don't know you weren't heard. God hears everybody's <laughs> prayers. Dead. Hey, you don't know you weren't heard. Maybe he heard That's you and true. was just like, fuck off, bro. <laughs> the question is, in some cases, he says no. Uh, no. <laughs> Like, like when you're like, but I, I don't want my child to die because he has cancer and that seems super mean and my wife is sick and yeah, uh, well, whatever, man. I got some shit That's to it. do. That's all he just yeah. says. No, no, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, can you not kill me? Uh, let me check. Yeah, no, I'm just going to go ahead and kill you. So yeah, <laughs> yeah sorry about that. And uh, you don't know what went on with that. That wife, you don't know what was in her heart. You don't know what sin she'd committed. You don't know how much unbelief was there. You don't know whether she hated her husband. You don't know any of those things. Uh, but you've been praying, and God says, okay, I'm sorry, but the answer is no. God heard your prayer, okay? Yeah, he just doesn't give a shit. <laughs> okay, okay, he heard your prayer. You know, his voice sounds like someone tapping out a, sig a signal to someone else on a washboard, doesn't it? <laughs> He sounds so patronizing in this particular response. Oh, yeah, he totally does. He's just like, fuck off, man. I mean, God mm. didn't have to do shit for you. It's like, fuck off. You know, like, but here's the problem. It would be, you know, like if you are limitlessly powerful, then it is so easy for him to fix the problem, right? It is. It would be it'd be like if somebody was like, hey, uh, my kid's dying. Oh, man, super sucks. What do I have to do? Uh, blink twice. Ah, fuck it. I'm not doing it. Here, like, I don't, I, I guess the thing, like, you listen to this, and it's like, all right, even if, even if, even if this doesn't, now I don't, obviously, I think this is all should fucking made up fairy tale nonsense, but even if I didn't, how do you get to a benevolent God? I mean, like, can't, I, I don't see how you get past an indifferent God, right? Like, if, if you really think that there is some masterful creator, and then you look around, how do you not, at the very fucking most charitable interpretation, arrive at the very best is indifference? Yeah. You right. can't get to benevolence from no, here. No, no. Yeah, the best you're going to get is Cthulhu. Right? That's it. It's the best. That's it. That's it. Yeah, God heard your weeping and lamentations, but it's fucking could give a it shit. It fell on deaf ears. I'm fucking sorry, man. I got to go to 7-Eleven, get Look, a big gulp. What you want I'm sorry, me? but you're really small. <laughs> right. You know, and then there's always the photos that you see everywhere with the, the flies landing on his face. You know, I can show show you in the codes where he's got a strong connection to the Lord of the Flies, Beelzebub. Well, I call him Beelzebub because yeah. he had those yeah. flies stuck to his lip. So we want to talk about this uh, clip from Right Wing Watch. Uh, this is Brian Fisher saying Satan has an agenda that he is working through our current president. So here's uh, American Family Association Brian Fisher on his show. This is something that Debbie and I pray about every night. Little Debbie? <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> he like eats a whole box of oatmeal cream pies, rubbing it on his face. To be fair, who doesn't eat the whole box of oatmeal cream pies? It's a single serving. I actually take 
one oatmeal cream pie and then another oatmeal cream pie and then I sandwich an oatmeal cream pie in between. Well, what else would you do? I don't know. That's that's just the standard. That's just how you, you eat know, it. I know. The the only alternative would be to put a star crunch in the middle. Oh, as a, as just to change things up a little bit, and then wash it down with a pureed zebra cake. <laughs> <laughs> You know, that we pray against the work that Satan is trying to do through our president, that his the plans that Satan is working through our president. I'm not saying President Obama is inhabited by demons. <laughs> no, I wouldn't say that. I'm, <laughs> I'm not saying, saying he's inhabited by demons. I'm just saying they're near him a I'm lot. Inhabited by demons. What is he, like a demon bed and breakfast? <laughs> no, he's like a demon condo. <laughs> like, he just, the demon's just like, hello, let me in there. Come on. Let me in that president. Hang on, just, just, I, no, we're full of demons already. All right. Sorry, I'm, there's no demon vacancy. <laughs> no room at the end. I hear that story all <laughs> no the time. No room at the end. <laughs> I'm not saying he's demon possessed. I'm not saying that. The way Satan works is just by planting thoughts in our mind that are contrary to the word and will of God and, and convincing us to believe them, accept them, and act on them. And I believe Satan has an agenda that he is working through our current. A president, and so it's our job as believers to pray against that. We don't pray against President Obama; we pray against the work and the strategy and the purposes that Satan is working through this president. That's where our prayers are targeted against the principalities and powers. Oh man, Cecil, targeted prayers. Yeah, those are see, the scariest kind of prayers. <laughs> isn't it awesome how we dehumanize him in a way? You know, and they're, they're even doing it in, in a sort of offhanded fashion where they're not willing to say he is demonic, right? They right. say he's not demonic. He's just, he's just, we're not saying he's inhabited by de- demons because he's clearly not a fucking townhome, okay? <laughs> but what he is, is he has people near him, these demons near him. And right. what we want to do is, is pray because they're manipulating him. And it's like, okay, so they're inside him, they're outside him, they're still fucking manipulating him. They're still doing. They're still feeding him with lies. They're still filling his brain with lies. So, you know, in your thoughts, he doesn't. He's not in control of this stuff. He's being influenced by a fucking evil power. He is being influenced by evil, and so it's really easy for you to be like, "Yeah, I'll just dehumanize him." Yeah, he doesn't matter because you know he's just full of this. Like, this fucking is chock full of demons, dude. Yeah. It's like a fucking, he's like a Pez dispenser when you open his mouth, like a fucking <laughs> demon falls out. It's like a demon brick, though. It's like a brick of demon. And you know, there doesn't mean that there aren't groups of people in this country that, uh, you know, that I have sympathy for. I do. And there are kids that were brought into this country by their parents unknowing that they were breaking the law. And they will say to me and others who defend the rule of law, we have to do something about the 11 million. And some of them are valedictorians. Well, my answer to that is, and then, by the way, their parents brought them in. It wasn't their fault. It's true in some cases, but they aren't all valedictorians. They weren't all brought in by their parents. Uh, for everyone who's a valedictorian, there's another hundred out there that um, they weigh 130 pounds and they've got calves the size of cantaloupes because they're hauling 75 pounds of marijuana across the desert. Sister, it comes from Media Matters. Uh, Rush Limbaugh suggests that European countries set themselves up for terrorist attacks. So uh turns out Rush Limbaugh is still a thing. 
Yeah, well, here he is from his radio show, The Rush Limbaugh Show. We're letting in Syrian refugees left and right. Obama wants to ramp it up at 10,000. He wants to make it 100,000. He wants no end to it. Then you go to the southern border and add up what's happening there, and you find out this is not about compassion. Just so happens the Hispanic votes 80% Democrat, so is the Muslim vote in America, 80%. They don't care what happens to the country as long as they're running it, because they don't think any of this is ever going to end up being in their neighborhood. What? I actually don't know what he's saying there. So hold on. Is he saying that 80% of the Muslim vote is Democrat and 80% of the Hispanic vote is Democrat? So that's why he's letting him in so he could get more votes? And if so, like, are those people coming in thinking they're going to be running it? Won't they be opposing the Muslims who want to run it too? I don't understand why he would want more votes. He's not eligible for anything. He can't. He can't run for president again. What would he do with a vote? Who? What? What is somebody going to vote for him for? What is he going to do with the votes? I think. I think they all assume that they're trying to get the guy in after them voted in, and I think that in some cases that is the case that they are trying to get keep their power party in power. But I think you know once he's done, he's going to piece the fuck out. He's like, you know, it's great, you know, great uh, that they don't that they're going to follow in the Democratic footsteps or whatever. But he's not. I mean, he's not going to lose a lot of sleep if fucking Hillary Clinton doesn't win. Look, man, letting in a refugee doesn't make them a citizen. I mean, we understand. You think Rush Limbaugh understands that, right? Like, somebody can get a permanent resident alien card. They can be uh, in as a as a refugee. But that doesn't mean that they're a citizen and can vote. They can't vote, man. There's a lot wrong with what he's saying. I mean, like, there's they can't so vote. much wrong. So... So I want to get votes, but they're not for me. They're for somebody else. But I'm going to invite all these people in who won't be able to vote. What the fuck would I do? Why? Why was I, I don't even understand that. And also, and also, doesn't this? I mean, just like everything else, doesn't this uh, require the operation of someone else's mind? When he's like, it's not about compassion. Well, how the fuck do you know? Yeah, I, I love how he just dismisses that because it's inconvenient, right? Like. It's not about compassion. Well, actually, for a lot of people, it is. Like, for a lot of people that look at the Syrian refugee crisis and see, you know, human beings washing up on the beaches like fucking detritus, for a lot of people, we're like, that's bad. Yeah. What do we need to do to fix that? That makes me feel sad because my heart is a heart. Yeah. Like, that's, for me, it's all about compassion. Long pause, bro. Yeah, man. Sad but true. Or not true. The French, they've been tolerant as all get out. Look what happened. Did ISIS love them? Is ISIS appreciative of all the tolerance the French have engaged in over the years and the rest of the countries in Europe? Seems to me ISIS is mounting attacks in these places that have been overabundantly tolerant, Mr. Gutierrez. What? I mean... Wait, is ISIS saying to us, you guys better be tolerant or else we'll shoot you? Yeah, I, ISIS very specifically was like, yeah, these attacks are directly in response to the French bombing ISIS. So I don't know how tolerant it is when the French were bombing ISIS. I mean, not that it's not that bombing ISIS is a bad thing. No, but I mean, if I'm ISIS, it is. Yeah, sure. Right? Like, if I'm ISIS, I'm like, <laughs> fucking don't stop bombing me, man. Please stop bombing me. I yeah, hate but that. At the same time, it's like, fuck <laughs> ISIS. They deserve every bomb. Right. They deserve more bombs. All really. the, look, I'm right there with you, man. Like, fuck ISIS in the ear. If 
Fucking, they should be eating bombs every day for breakfast. It should be fucking bombs for fucking cereal, bombs in your fucking bombs away sandwiches, bombs all fucking day. Fuck ISIS right in the ear. I don't think anybody hates ISIS more than you or I. Fuck ISIS right in the ear. But, like, ISIS did say, like, well, we did this because you keep dropping bombs on us. It's not because they weren't like, hey, thanks for being tolerant. Here's a massacre. Yeah. I mean, you got to, at some point, you do have to pay attention to what people say when they tell right. you why they did shit. Right. It seems like these European countries have set themselves up. They thought they were being nice guys, and they thought they were demonstrating they were being nice guys, and they thought they were demonstrating they're tolerant, and they thought they were buying insurance against any terrorist attack, and look what's happening, Mr. Gutierrez. Why does he always say that so weird, Mr. Gutierrez? I don't know. He says it all weird. Like, he does. Like, he does what's it. happening to him? He does it. I want to hear him say it one more time. <laughs> and they thought they were buying insurance against any terrorist attack. And look what's happening. Mr. Gutierrez. <laughs> His whole voice changes. Everyone goes, happening. Mr. Gutierrez. It's so weird. Why did he do yeah. that? Also, nobody thinks that they're buying insurance from ISIS. Yeah, that's Affleck. Right? It, it sounds a little worst, similar. The worst insurance company ever, by the way. <laughs> the very worst. Like they you, don't sell you any policies that you want, and then they shoot you. You get jihadi really, forgiveness plan. It's really, yeah. <laughs> they get suicide bombing forgiveness. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, it happens. <laughs> it happens. Forget about it, huh? No, nobody, nobody does any of the things he's saying to think that they're appeasing some other power so that they won't be attacked. You're not letting in hungry people that are, you know, from a war zone, right? Because you think that that is going to get you in good with the people who are waging war on those people. Right. None of you're never going to think that letting in Syrian refugees is going to get you in great with the Syrian government Dude, or with the it, or with ISIS or with whoever's trying to kill them. It's like taking in Jews thinking the Nazis will be pleased with you. Yeah. Right? Like they they're running away from the Syrians that are trying to kill them. It's like that's crazy. It'd be like, "Hey, Nazi Germany, aren't you totes happy you took in all these Jews you were trying to kill?" Like, <laughs> "You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers." I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. So this story comes from uh, unitedhumanist.com. Buddhist monks issue death threats to social activists for teaching sexual health. Well, uh fuck, in Burma, uh also known as Myanmar, I don't know, maybe Myanmar is also known as Burma. Constantinople is Istanbul. I don't fucking know. Um, they're they're getting death threats um, from extremist Buddhist monks. I didn't even know you could be an extreme Buddhist monk. I mean, how close can you shave your head? <laughs> I don't just take the skin right just off. Like, they're You're walking like around decapitated. They're just like, <laughs> they have to hold their head under their arm. <laughs> <laughs> they're just saying, like, I got a fucking pumpkin replacement. <laughs> <laughs> It matches their robes. It totally does. It, it falls totally off does. whenever they're doing their kung fu. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. And when you get punched in it, it just takes one good punch right. to put your hand right through a pumpkin. Right, no that's problem. terrible. Yeah. Um, but this is pretty fucking crazy. So um, in Burmese, which is evidently a language, uh, there is no word for vagina. 
What do you have to say? Like, what, what do you say? You like, say? hey, hon, I want to put it in your stuff. <laughs> like, what do, you, what do you say? Like, can you I just have say access front to front butt? That's can all I, you can say. Can I have access to the hot pocket? Like, what, <laughs> what do you say? It's, there's not even a word at no point with somebody like, hey, we should call that something. Hey, can, can I put my penis in your not penis? <laughs> <laughs> It's amazing. It's amazing. We have like come up with a. We have like a hundred and fifty words for vagina. We could just give them one. Be like, okay, guys, gash, gash is yours. (laughs) You guys could just say gash. That's what you get. That's fine. Yeah. I would think that you would. I would think that even if you were trying not to, at some point you've got to refer to the female genitals <laughs> accidentally, <laughs> just by fucking sheer necessity. Isn't like that amazing? Like somebody's like, "Yeah, uh, the baby's coming out." Well, from where? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure. Somewhere, I don't know. It's, it's not her belly to, button. It's not it's her like, asshole. It's like it's like vagina. The word is like Voldemort. Like you're not allowed to say <laughs> the parts which must not be named. <laughs> yeah. Well, the Buddhists are crazy. That's yeah, like, it's so weird, man. I think, I think that's about ready. That's that's kind of right where we should be on this one. Well, they got some. I, I want to talk about some of the social taboos. Around women's genitalia because they're oh, this so is crazy. This is amazing. Garments, <laughs> clothes that come into close contact with a woman's lower half. I love the lower half. Lower half. Well, like her not calf. her vagina. Maybe yeah. that's what they say. The whole lower half is kaput. <laughs> like like yeah. we can't, like you can't touch it all. Anything under the navel is to just like dudes are just like running at women with their penises out, slapping them against the fucking. Bellies, like I don't know where to put this. I don't know to do with this thing. They never told me the place. It's somewhere in your lower half. I don't know what to do. And that's such a large area. It's, it's like half of you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just slapping my dick on your knee. I don't know. Is this your? I don't know what it is. I, am I having sex with you? I don't even know. <laughs> Well, it doesn't matter. I already ejaculated. So. Yeah, is it yeah. good for you? Yeah, what's it? <laughs> like you covered fucking, my fucking I, ankle in goo. I don't I, know. I folded your leg over and <laughs> fucked the back of your knee. Uh, is that is that okay? So I mean, it was a hole. Was, so <laughs> so garments that come into close contact with a woman's sec- lower half, such as the traditional skirt, whatever thing, or underpants, are considered unclean even after they've been washed. Well, why wash them? I mean, if they're not going to get clean, they all they're, they're also believed they have the ability to wait, rob hold on, men. Hold on, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. So yeah. they, what do they just throw them out afterwards? Like it's like you have disposable pants. <laughs> I don't know. You're just like, hey, uh, I Look, wore a skirt today, so I should probably throw that away or it'll be these unclean. Are, these will never be clean because yeah. even after you've washed them, they're still unclean. Or the Maytag just guy presume? is just like, no, man, it's cool. Like throw it in here. <laughs> it's, that's why we built this thing. This <laughs> works great. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it'll be clean. I don't know what that's to tell a, you. That's awesome. Put it here. It's fine. Um, they're also believed to have the ability. These clothes, right, are believed to have the ability to rob men of their hapoon, a concept uh, that should mean vagina, but doesn't. It means uh, masculine power. 
Well, nothing what? from a woman's lower half is going to rob me of my masculine power. I'm still young enough that I'll get it back in about 15 minutes. Yeah, no matter what. <laughs> I'll give him some masculine power. <laughs> <laughs> you can. Here you go. So it says, as such, it's thought that these items of clothing should never be hung in a place where men will have to walk underneath them. Oh, my God. Right? Because it's the fucking past. Um, It is also unacceptable to wash men's clothes in the same bowl or machine as women's garments for fear of contamination or loss of power. What what are we like? We're like batteries or something? Like Johnny Five. It's old timey. It's, it's all so old timey stuff, dude. And I mean, these guys are even more old timey than the fucking uh, than the Amish. Look at these guys; they don't even have buttons, let alone zippers. <laughs> don't. It's just it's like a it's one. like a wrap. These it, people wear wraps. Yeah, I, I don't like know. Giant. They're like tortillas. <laughs> <laughs> these are dudes walking around in a glorified sarong. Yeah. Talking about losing their masculinity. So we want to thank our most recent patrons, Gil, Michael, Jeremy, Sarah, Mike, Lori, Mary, Rumpelstumpskin. It's <laughs> <laughs> great. Le- Lee, Matt, Mark, Eric, Dean, Lisa, Colette, Terry, Joshua, Eric, Molly, Sarah, Will, and Mark, thank you all so very much for your generous donations. Um, Patreon just changed how they display uh, how much money we get, and so we drop back down <laughs> underneath the last uh, Man, number. Patreon cannot get this shit right. They no. are a fucking weird organization <laughs> who said they just, they just, like, guys, we appreciate all of your donations. If you look at our support levels, they really haven't dropped. Patreon has decided that they're going to reflect our actual donations, honestly, seemingly at random. Like yeah. They can't figure out how they're, to math properly. I will say their algorithm is a little fucked. It's so but, fucking weird, but man. Any, in any case, we dropped down below the uh, patron-only show level. Um, but I think we're probably still going to wind up doing a couple more of those, even if we don't make it all the way up to past the patron only show level. Um, people seem to really enjoy the patron only show that we had. We did a whole hour of Jim Baker stuff and, uh, it was almost an hour and a half worth of Jim Baker stuff. And it just turned out really good. That show was a lot of fun to put together. We're looking forward to putting more of those shows together, uh, for a year, uh, is what we're looking at. So, um, so if you become a patron, uh, you'll have access to those shows. We also have people who pay us on PayPal, Tom. Who are those people? Andrew, uh, thank you very much. Martin, thank you. Jason, thank you very much um, for the PayPal donations. PayPal is another way to support the show. Um, we're grateful for your support. Thank you. We got a message from Jason, and Jason was telling us that uh, he really liked that we he, we thought that Wetter Than an Otter's Pocket was funny, but he says uh, he says, I thought you should be armed with these uh, and here's a couple more. Drier than a nun's chuff. <laughs> That's great. And then having a throat like Gandhi's flip flop. <laughs> we got a message from Tom. Different Tom. Still, he spells it the same way though. Um, he uh, he flipped the Amish off as he was driving by. No, the other way around. The Amish flipped him off. 
Oh, the Amish flipped him off, huh? Yeah. So well, he, he the was, Amish deserve your derision, Tom. You should have flipped them off, right? I'm, fuck the Amish, man. He was driving by, and he took his ca- he took his camera phone out and uh, took a picture of some Amish dude. And you know, they feel like it's like the Amish don't like that. You can't take their picture because I don't know, fucking eats their soul or whatever. Fucking it does. Swallow your goes. soul. Swallow your soul. <laughs> right. <laughs> like whatever. <laughs> You know what I wonder? I see this guy driving his buggy. I wonder if it's hard for an Amish guy to get roadhead. <laughs> First off, she's got to move the beard. That's, oh, number God, one. If the beard up there is that bad? Yeah. The beard down there? Cool. Oh, man. I'm a lumberjack at Amish. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Fucking the the fucking crabs down there have beards. I will say she could probably just relax her throat and the bouncing would do would all the work. Would just do all the work, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. Those Amish girls don't have a gag reflex, so. <laughs> That's because they're inbred. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like a fucking handy with a flipper hand. There's <laughs> a better grip on that thing. <laughs> It's a better grip. It's like a pocket pussy. It's, so it's, <laughs> it's like getting jerked off by a seal. It is. It's like <laughs> Don't ask how I know. She's got a she's got flashlight for hands. It's amazing. <laughs> so uh we got a message from Mark and he was talking about Fiorina and he says Fiorina is amazing. And he has a quote here. The quote is Could I just say as the only cunt on the stage socialism <laughs> and he says i may be paraphrasing that's great i think it's close though mark close. that's awesome so we got a message uh from nathan and nathan is asking us about shot glasses uh, he'd love to have some shot glasses you know we actually um the company that we do our work with for our shirts is like a t-shirt company like that's what they do so we don't have a connection to like a merchandise company somebody who does like merchandise stuff i know that there's cafe press out there but the the quality is terrible the quality is awful on cafe press i remember the shirts they put out they're like fucking see-through and they're not even wet yeah no it was just which is disappointing depending on who you put them on i know you put them on me you just see my moobs (laughs) the thing is like I have no interest in selling somebody a shitty overpriced shirt. I'd right. rather sell you a shitty overpriced shirt that is still a good quality shirt. Because then we all lose the same way. <laughs> we got a message from Rashawn, and Rashawn says he's having this dilemma. My girlfriend is a theist and recently lost her friend. She says things like, I know she's here with me. I can feel her. I had a dream about her, and I know it was really her. Me being an atheist, I have no clue how to respond without sounding like a complete dick or insensitive. Um... So my choice here would be to not bring up anything uh, that is the atheistic at all. I would just smile and nod and be a shoulder to cry on and be somebody to listen to uh, her. And then that's really it. I would not say like, well, I mean, are you really seeing her or are you sure it wasn't just your brain in your dream? I wouldn't do any of that stuff because she's grieving and you've got to let her grieve. Um, She's coping with it is the best way that she possibly can and and you you saying things to her that are your beliefs and your ideas are not going to help her through this time yeah you know I'll, I'll echo that and just say you know at the height of an emotional moment is never the time to have an objective conversation and really if you want to have a real and objective conversation about you know the relative merits of uh, critical thinking and you know skepticism and 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 atheism 
versus you know a supernatural worldview. When when your girlfriend is charged up emotionally, she's just not even going to be receptive to that. So it's not only is it counterproductive to your relationship goals, but it would be counterproductive to any attempt to to really have a meaningful conversation. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. You know, your your obligation really when somebody is grieving is to be supportive of their grief and whatever form that grief takes. Got a message from Mitch, and Mitch says that he's a. Uh, now an atheist, but was living all his life as a conservative movement Jew. And uh, he doesn't like religion in itself, but he really does like the ritualistic practices of Judaism. Uh, Enjoys learning about the books and things like that. Uh, So uh, wondering sort of in in a way like what to do, and my suggestion would be enjoy those rituals. Those rituals aren't bad in themselves, Um I don't think that, you know, there's any harm in enjoying the rituals. I just wouldn't share that I'm an atheist. Yeah, there, there's a lot of what they call like secular Jews. Like that's a that's a reasonably common thing where you're culturally Jewish, um, but you don't hold strong religious yeah, uh, yeah. ties. You know, I don't know much about the conservative Jewish movement. I, that's not a thing I'm familiar with, but... Uh, man, if you like the ritualistic practices, there's nothing wrong with that stuff. You know? As long and, as you're not like fucking in like the ritualistic practices aren't beating someone else or something. Right, right, you know? right. I mean, and yeah, you're not doing like, like you know weird yeah, shit like swinging a chicken around your head and putting your sin in it, right? Like, yeah, that's if you're just, weird. yeah, I mean, if you're just if you're just lighting candles or like praying quietly or whatever, I mean, that stuff that none of that stuff is really all that offensive, right? So you know, if it's something you enjoy, continue to do it. You know, I think that there's a reasonable argument to make that that's. You know, what you're really doing is engaging in in a meditative practice, um, in a ritualistic meditative practice. And and however you internalize that, as long as it stays internal, it's fucking nobody else's business. We got a great uh, Christmas carol. This is from John. So I'm going to play this right now. Look how the balls, big sweaty balls, dangling there, covered in hair. Wrinkle they fall, dog gets a fall, under the wall, dance is their goal. Big as the dick, big tiny dick, waiting for him, needing a lick. Jesus resides the other side, lifts for the ring, your joy to bring. Then how you pound, don't make a sound, sucked in a skull, swallow it all. Christ is the best, he beats the rest, oh better head, it must be said. This is pretty great. This is really great. Thanks, John. Thanks for sending that in. What an awesome job, man. Thanks so much. It sounds so good. Oh, Jesus. Tom, we got a very long message uh, from Mark uh, that you could summarize for us. Yeah, so uh, Mark was uh, married by a uh, a priest, and they had certain agreements ahead of time. Um, you know that that the priest was going to um, keep and and respect Mark's uh, non religious feelings throughout the ceremony um, in certain ways, and then uh, they were going to go ahead and, and have this ceremony. And uh, the priest basically reneged on it. Um, and and in, during the ceremony, when everybody's watching. Um, put Mark in really a shitty situation. Um, and Cecil, you, you kind of had a similar situation where the priest just said, fuck it, I'm, I'll do what I want in the middle yeah, of your like when, when we got married, so first off, when we got married, you get married in the Catholic Church, you have like a, a little booklet of shit you could pick from, right? So like you could decide what you wanted. I didn't want any of it, right? Because it's all Bible quotes. 
And it's all reading from the Bible. Actually, I wanted to pick the craziest shit that's like, and then the dinosaurs made love. And I just was like, this is the best. Like, this is what I want. I want this stuff. But my wife will let me pick that stuff. So wait a minute. Just just so I understand, because I I wasn't married in the Catholic Church. I was married by the side of a lake. So... So it's you can't pick any Bible quote like they have a no, list no, of they Bible have like quotes. A, they have like maybe f- uh, fifty to a hundred that were listed in a book for us to choose from. Really? Yeah, I think it's you know. I mean, I think if you, I don't think you could just like pick like the Timothy one where it's like a woman shall not teach a man or something. You like can't you can't just, pick like Ezekiel twenty three twenty and be like, and now a reading from Ezekiel. And there she lusted after her lovers whose genitals were like those of donkeys I don't and think whose emissions were like that of horses. That one wasn't included. That's, not in, that's not, not in there. A yeah. possibility. Yeah. Huh. And that's a big disappointment on your wedding night, by the way. <laughs> Huge disappointment. <laughs> no, but like, so, so there was a couple of them, though, specifically that my wife didn't want. So there was one or two that were like... Um, and the man came first, and the woman fucking basically did what the fuck he said. Like that was right. like that was that was the whole Bible verse contest. It was like, and the woman shut her fucking mouth and made the fucking food. You know, and so she saw that she's like, those are not getting read. And so he read one of the wrong ones. He read one that she specifically did not want, which was, dude came, bitches came after, bitches be wanting the dude. <laughs> Dude be smacking the bitches, basically, you know? And her eyes, while he started reading it, looked up at him. He actually, during the ceremony, acknowledged that he read the wrong one. Like, he stopped, and he was like, I'm I'm sorry, I actually read the wrong... But he read the whole thing first, and then he was like, I actually read the wrong one, and you could tell she was pissed. Like, he even said it, like, in front of the whole church. And I was like, yeah, dude, I'm the one who's got to fucking deal with that later. Yeah, Thanks, right? Yeah. Dick. Yeah, but that's that's funny that 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 happened to you too. But yeah, there's like a fucking uh, it's like a choose your own adventure wedding. Man, at the yeah, that they just disregard. Right, so, they just do it. Yeah. They they just like show up. And they're just yeah. like, yeah, I wasn't really paying attention. Someone uh, sent a message. This is Damon, and he sent a message. He said, um, he said he he listened to the latest Woo show, and he said it, uh, he said it was listening. He said it was time to laugh at some daft things which other people have believed in over the years. And then uh, little did I know I was about to come face to face with a bit of personal woo. I was completely unaware I had had made into my brain for years. I had been telling people that I can't wear watches due to my overly strong magnetic field. <laughs> I love this shit. Yeah, I love yeah. this shit. I, I I think that's great. It's it's funny that when you when you come face to face with that, and I think that's what the best part of that woo show is is. Most of it isn't us laughing at the people. It's laughing with people because there's so much weird shit we used to believe too. Man, you know? everybody's susceptible to absolutely it, right. Yeah. Nobody's nobody's immune to that shit. So we got a message from David Michael. David Michael uh, does the My Book of Mormon podcast. If it's still going on at this point, I, I don't, don't know. know. Is yeah, that a I thing? Know. I don't Is know. Whatever. Thing? I think at this point, his kids doing the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love David Michael. <laughs> oh, we like David Michael a lot. We actually went shooting with him recently. He's a really Great cool guy. guy. But we, uh, we, he sent us this, and we had said that we really, really wanted Lori Baker on our show, and he made it possible. So we're going to play this for you. Uh, David Michael engineered this for us. Cricket and wicket. Yes. There's a thing. Right. It's a wicket, but well, I don't wicket. know if it's the yeah. yeah, because I've heard like sticky wicket. Mm-hmm. Like it's a, st- a sticky wicket. Better believe that. That's not a yes. No, I was that's it. talking about that's talking about anal sex with the Ewoks. Mm-hmm. I think that's, 
Well, that's the part I'm interested in. <laughs> Me too. You would like see it. I'd fucking do. Mm-hmm. Ewoks scritch, I wonder. Yes. Ewok, that's all they can do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they just like rub fur on each other. I, yeah, uh, I, I. That's it. They're just. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I mean, trying to find the acorn in that fucking right. patch there would be a little hard, I think. <laughs> yeah. Acorn in the patch. <laughs> that's why you just fuck them in the mouth. Me too. I love that. <laughs> Why is anybody listening to this show anymore? <laughs> we're, talking, we're talking about fucking Ewoks in the mouth. You better believe that. We are still going to leave you, like we always do, with the Skeptic's Creed. We love you. Thank you for believing in us. Make me proud, and it's an honor to know you. I literally have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. That is a great job. That's so funny. <laughs> that is great. Terrific, Thank you, David man. Michael, for sending that in. We got a message. (laughs) We were talking about taking a smash and listening to things. And it just turns out that Richard was listening to us while we were talking about taking a smash and listening to something in headphones. (laughs) So I think you're actually in Inception right now. That's it. it. If the the smash is still spinning. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We got a message from Che. Chase sent this awesome cooking video where somebody makes the garbage that fucking Jim Baker sells, and it's awesome. It's so funny. It's so well done. We actually tweeted at the guy earlier tonight to see if he wanted to come on our show and talk about it. Hopefully, he responds. Oh, that would be so great. But he, he's a chef, and he's funny. He's like, and the whole time, he he looks like he's going to throw up when he's eating these things. You've got to go see this video. The food looks so foul, like so unbelievably foul. Oh foul it all looks like canned gravy <laughs> it does. so tom we got a message from jade and i'm just gonna let you read this so jade says hi guys what do you guys think about starting an official fan club if you haven't already got one named glory holes and yoga pants as a woman obviously i am a yoga pant jesus and putin would be glory holes <laughs> <laughs> that's great it's not even me i don't know it's just awesome if you already have a fan club, I would throw all of my money at a Glory Holes and Yoga Pants t-shirt. Front, sexy glory hole. Back, sexier yoga pants. <laughs> Alternatively, yoga pants with glory holes in them. <laughs> Jade, proud pair, proud owner of a dozen pairs of yoga pants. I don't know that any of that is usable, but thank you, Jade. <laughs> I loved every bit of that email. Oh, it's amazing. Well, um, that wraps it up for this week. We we have been avoiding the midweek show this week this month because um, for me, I've been extra extra special busy, so I haven't been able to record midweek shows. We're hopefully going to make it up before the end of the month. We can't guarantee it. Um, we did do that extra Patreon show, but that's not going to count toward our total. We're likely to get to six if we can. Um, Tom and I are going to try to record over the Thanksgiving weekend and try to record a couple of shows, but we'll see what happens. So um, we're going to try to do our best. I'm not going to promise a midweek show next week either because we got a lot going on still. Um, but uh, but we're going to try to make it up as best we can. We know for sure um, that we are going to be on David Smalley's broadcast-a-thon. Um, I believe it's a podcast-a-thon, isn't it's it? It's a broadcast-a-thon. Podcast-a-thon. Very soon. It's going to be on the 12th <laughs> of next month, so that's something to look out for, too. Um, and we'll be we'll be giving you all the information based on that uh, in the upcoming weeks 
Um, we're excited to be on that. We're going to be giving away a nice big chunk of cash that day. And, uh, and we're going to try to catch up over the next couple of weeks because I've been so busy. I'm also going on vacation soon and things. So <laughs> it's not going to be easy. But we'll do our very best. We're going to leave you, though, like we always do with the Skeptics Creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician, double bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy, healing, water, downward spiral, brain dead pan, sales pitch, late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, cancer cures, detox, reflex, foot massage, death in towers, tarot cars, psychic healing, crystal balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, aliens, churches, mosques, and synagogues, temples, dragons, giant worms, Atlantis, dolphins, truthers, birthers, witches, wizards, vaccine nuts, shaman healers, evangelists, conspiracy, doublespeak, stigmata, nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and views expressed in this show are that of the hosts only. Our poorly formed and expressed notions do not represent those of our wives, employers, friends, families, or of the local dairy council. 